the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. show to start today. Couldn't wait. My schedule is a little different when I'm down here. I work a lot. I get started early in the morning. I do my exercise. I listen to the morning show. Love the morning show. After all, that's what got me started, right? Love it. Love it uh, when Prof talks economics because Prof is, uh, I don't tell him this. He has no personality. Very boring, but very wicked smart. Wicked, wicked smart. He really is. It's amazing. And um, there's a reason his dog is named Hayek, although Dan will call himself a Republican. He does it begrudgingly because he realizes Republicans are a major part of our problem. Republicans like Oladyface Mitch McConnell, who has his third chin resting on his tie. Good news for us. He got his complaint thrown out against somebody that wanted to run against him, a radio host, threatened to run against him. So he filed an FEC complaint because Mitch is a man's man. And when he got a threat that someone was going to run up against him, he ran to the authorities, the ones that he uh, funds, so he thought he would have a little sway with them. Luckily, it was thrown out, and old lady face Mitch may lose. Hopefully, God willing, get rid of that moron. Of course, it'll be a blow to his father-in-law's Chinese shipping company, but he'll handle it. He's already made hundreds of millions. So Dan had a guy on who's a conservative. I don't even know what the hell that means. Because to me, it means you've sat idly by... Well, the Marxists have destroyed my country. So you've conserved absolutely nothing. And as far as I'm concerned, you're good for nothing. Not to mention your wives all look very sexually frustrated to me. So don't call me a conservative. And his name was uh, Declan Larry. And he writes in the conservative think tank. And he's a Fabian. That's what all the conservatives are. See, they think just as low of you as the Democrats do. They think you're morons. They think you don't deserve your own freedom, and they think they must control the economy through government. It's the same spiel, same thing. So I've come to the conclusion today, and I'm done, done. I've never really been a party guy, but I'm done, and I mean done with Republicans. Maybe, maybe there's five that are worth anything, maybe seven. That's it. So the GOP to me, can go kiss it, to uh, phrase Barack Obama. By the way, he was speaking on behalf of McCullough. He's gitchy now. See, Barack Obama is like poison oak. It sucks when you have it. And when it's gone, you don't, you don't remember it for being as bad as it was. But Barack Obama is a failure in every aspect of his presidency. Every single thing he touched turned to Durban. 
So he's out speaking for McAuliffe, and you're welcome. I'm not going to play that two-bit car salesman, carnival-barking fraud, Chicago Democrat swindler that he is. Corrupt as the day is long. Not a Democrat out there wants to know how this idiot and his handsome wife came to uh, own mansions worth $48 million. He's worth hundreds of millions. Nobody cares because what they understand is that Chicago mafia is as corrupt as could be. And they're happy to watch their oligarchs become worth hundreds of millions. It doesn't raise a red flag to them because they're used to the corruption. And that's what I wanted to talk about. As I was listening to the Fabian socialist calling himself a conservative talk about a government collectivist economy. It's very, very, very similar to the Democrat-run machine. The very same one that's endorsed by Bernie Sanders. Their only real nuanced difference is how much actually goes to the welfare class in this country. See, 61% of Americans don't pay any taxes. 61%. Sure, they pay, they pay some consumption tax. Some. But they, don't worry, they get it on the back end of welfare, because in that 61%, you can mix in the over 50% of Americans that live on government cheese. These are the virtuous. These are the ones that you must sacrifice for. These are the ones whose name we will use to take away money from those who are easy to hate, those who are good at making it, and then those who are really good at making it. So we are now practicing the type of fascistic, punitive, confiscatory government that we're not interested in the corruption of those politicians like Barack Obama, like Biden, Inc., like Mitch McConnell. We're more interested in how we can strip back and claw that evil profit from those people who actually do something with their lives rather than sit in a park and smoke crack. Those who aren't related to politicians like Hunter Biden, those, those other ones. See, and so now we have this society where the Republicans and the Democrats have agreed that this will be a, a, a life in this country that will come from Mount High down and the government will rule the people. It used to be there was at least Republicans who said, now let's fight for the, the people a little bit. They're, they've given it all up now. There are but seven that I can count that are worth actually voting or effort or even paying attention to him. So when I hear Bernie Sanders talk. Thank you, Madam Chair. And it's not quite urgent, but I did briefly want to respond to yeah. some of the remarks. What do you of got my for me, Moscow? In terms of health care, we have a simple issue. Is health care a human right in which all people, regardless of income, are entitled? No, it's not a right. And if you're a crack smoking, derelict scumbag, you get nothing. Now, there's not a Republican, there's not a politician that's going to say that. Not one. But see, what happens is these rat derelict roaches suck up all of the benefits. And the people who will never cash in on those benefits, they're the ones that pay for it. So they got the scheme down. And what Bernie Moscow Sanders forgets to tell you is that for 11 years, we've had Obamacare. You know that gitchy Obama. After all, with his mere blessing, you should be governor, right? Because he's Obama. Forget about the fact that everything he created turned to Durban. He's Obama. So Obamacare sucks so bad, we lost nearly 50% of doctors, although that count is old. It might be over 50%. The hospitals have gone out of business. The service sucks. 
The prices have skyrocketed, skyrocketed. The, the insurance companies that Bernie hates and the pharmaceutical companies that Bernie hates are raking it in, boy, raking it in, all under Obamacare. Instead of recognizing that failure, guess what Sanders, Chucky Schumer, that demon-looking son of a gun that he is, and diapers Biden want to do? Let's grow it. Let's make it bigger. Medicare riddled with billions of dollars of fraud that they actually now just factor into the bottom line. Okay, that's fine, too. This is now that government-centric government life. And the Republicans cannot run against it anymore. So they're running in making it somehow work rather than recognizing it for the unmitigated failure it is. So that's why I tell you. This is Bill. Just enjoy the days that you're not hamstrung with it. Enjoy the days. Because there's not a one of them that know what's in the damn thing. Not Oh, one of them. And all I got are these 80-year-old dimwits, these 80-year-old communist-friendly or corrupt bastards like Biden coming out and telling me how they hated an economy that was about we the people, where the plumber was on equal plane with the lawyer. In fact, in some cases, had twice as much money, twice as much. They don't like that system because in their world, you will exist on their favoritism, just like the sewers they rule over like Chicago and New York and New Jersey, just like it. So when Joe Biden went to New Jersey to promote the scum of all scums, Murphy, riddled in scandal, just like every single one of them, they put the old people where the COVID patients were, the stupid moron Democrats that they are. And thousands of them died. Not a one of them will see a day in jail. Not a one of them. Not a one of them. The families of the, who are really victims of bureaucracy that is responsible for the death of their mothers and grandmothers and fathers and grandfathers will get one dime. Wrongful death, if you had any decent lawyers, they would be suing the Durbin out of them. But they won't. So now Joe Biden, I got Bernie Sanders in the Senate talking about how great it is if we could just give everybody a right to wealth. See, you exist, therefore you're wealthy. That's how Bernie Sanders, that's how the Bolsheviks, that's how Castro, that's how they always sell this BS that not only ultimately fails, but makes them gods among men. I got this other dimwit with his soggy shoes talking about how he hates the old-fashioned capitalism and the way America worked, you know, when he was just robbing the money from lobbyists and corrupt companies. I'm here today to talk about what's fundamentally at stake for the families of New Jersey, the whole region here, and for our country. For most of the 20th century, we led the world by a significant margin, not just led the world by a significant margin, because we... On the backs of men, not old, feeble fascists, men who had principles and understanding that in this country, the government was in the back seat, wasn't driving the car, it wasn't making decisions, it was in the back seat as it was always intended, no matter what the, the, the new conservative who tells you that the founding fathers meant to develop a system that controlled the economy. These idiots like, uh, what's his name, Drexlin Larry. What kind of a name is that moron? Invested in ourselves, we invested in our people. Not only in our roads and our highways and our bridges, but in our people, in our families. We're among the first to provide access to free education. 12 years of free education. 
all. It's subsidized education, you stupid idiot. There's nothing free. And it took your corrupt extortion mafia called unions decades to corrupt it. In fact, the government wasn't in control. There wasn't a Department of Education till 1978. And if you look at the quality of education prior and after, you officially usurped it with your corrupt bureaucracies. That explains why so many idiots would be willing to buy this BS. Last thing we need to do is give these idiots more control. That's why when this election comes up, don't you let somebody call you a Republican. You spit in their face because a Republican is in on all this nonsense. I say it's time we stop saying Republican. 312-642-5600. Corrupt failures selling a utopia they never deliver. Never have, never will. And the people that support them are too stupid to care because what they are are losers. And they just want something for nothing. That's all they want. Something for nothing. So they'll play the social card game. They'll play the social engineering game. The whole time. Nothing more than domestic terrorists themselves. That's all they are. That's why it's time to stop getting along. Just take your kids out of their schools. Take your money out of their businesses. And separate yourselves from them. Because they are a cancer cancer that metastasizes. That's what they are. 81 million dead and alive, existing and non-existing people voted for them. So when you see that housing foreclosures are up 67%, when they admit that they need to create debt for the future, for kids they don't know, don't care about, in order to fake their Ponzi scheme economy, prepare yourself. That's all you can do. Because they have no conscience. They are the virtuous communist Marxist socialists, regardless of all of the death and destruction in their past, they'll continue to preach it because they are truly scum. John and Auburn, shut up, dummy. I'm talking about you. You're scum. They call the show and they want to talk about, oh, yeah, Biden's the Klan. I didn't mention anything about race, John, you scumbag in Auburn. Change the channel. This show's not for you. See, this is different than every other show. Most people want listeners. I don't want them. I don't want anybody dumb enough or low enough to support a Bernie Sanders or a Joe Biden. Get off my station, scumbag. This show is for the 30% of Americans that do something that are productive, that are an asset to the country, not a liability. Liabilities are not welcome. Verlan, Southside. Sean, me and you must be on the same wavelength. I mean, a psychic link. Ever since I heard that guy Declan Leary talk this morning, I said, I'm going to wait. I'm going to call Sean because I want to talk to Sean about this. It this was horrific. In the, it was. He said in the 18th century, it wasn't free market capitalism that spurred growth in America. It was government yeah. and it was tariffs that mm-hmm. spurred growth, economic growth in America. He said anybody like you and me that believes in Free capitalism, uh, I mean, free market capitalism, then and now is holding on to a pipe dream and living in la la. Now, you know why? You know why you got to discount that? He did something that the Democrats do. They take a nougat of fact and they wrap it in a lie. That's what they do. So he's, he's correct in that there were tariffs that were placed in the country. He's incorrect because our government incentivize trade because the tariff was the only 
income to the government. There was no income tax. Their only source of revenue was businesses and businessmen that were actively implementing trade. That's how they made their money. And so much so then that they also had tariffs from state to state. But at no time was there an income tax. So if you were a savvy business person, if you were a service industry, for example, you didn't pay any taxes. You made what you made and you improved the quality of your life. Real estate taxes were another source of revenue. However, it is the beginning of ad valorem, where you're only taxed on the value. Now, every Democrat sewer, where that scum caller lives and thinks is wonderful, every, every Democrat sewer has broken that covenant with the people who, unfortunately, for one reason or another, are landowners. So now you are paying your real estate taxes based on their debt and their failure. So uh, someone, and, and you know, he, he prides himself. He's part of a conservative think tank. It was after listening to this scum, reminded me of Mitch McConnell. It reminded me of the Illinois Republican scum. It reminded me of Mitt Romney and everything wrong with the Republican Party. And from this day forward, never, ever will I answer to a Republican, and I will never give any one of them one dollar. Go ahead, Verlin. Okay, now I just want to end the statement real quick. He also said, yeah, he talked to his corruption in government, but would you rather have people in government to control it and do well by the people or people in government to do to work against the people that are totally corrupt? Thus proving, thus proving that there is an acceptable level of corruption. That's the Republican answer to Bernie Sanders, to soggy bottom Biden and his corrupt crackhead scum son on all the boards. They're fine with it. They just want in on it. Now, how long have you heard me say that? Forever. Forever. Yeah, That's why, Verlan, we reject all the scum, whether they have the Brooks Brothers on or the off-the-rack like little Dick Durbin or that other scum caller. Craig, Mount Greenwood. Hey, thanks, Sean, for taking my call. Hey, you're exactly right. And the problem is we got so many rotten, roach, Democrat uh, idiots that are basically they, they're destroyers. They want to destroy America. And they're negligent. They're stupid. Everything they do is stupid. And they're using this COVID to cover everything. If oh. they didn't have that COVID to cover all of their mistakes and blame everything, all their stupid stuff, all the stuff, all the things that they do that like is hurtful to so many people. Twenty-one states, Craig. Twenty-one states did the exact opposite of all the Democrat mafia-run states. All of those twenty-one states have lower foreclosure numbers. Have lower the citizens have lower debt. The citizens have higher wealth. So you have the example right there. One side works, the other side takes. Now they're all in charge of the country. How do you think it's going to end? I'm going to take all your calls all the next half hour. 312-642-5600 when I get back. You know, I remember very early on when Trump was running, uh, there were some things I liked that he said. There were some things I really didn't like. And I remember thinking to myself, this is Bismarck. Very similar to what Bismarck did in Germany. Trump got in and he actually ruled better than I thought he would. The biggest benefit to him was that he understood to get the hell out of the way. So he started ripping the regulations off. That will never happen again. That will never happen again. And in the, I said 10 months, I've been saying 10 months. I need to correct myself. It's only nine months that this moron with the saggy shoes has been in office. Nine 
months. This must be what it's like to be pregnant with quadruplets. It just sucks. Every day just sucks. And uh, it looks like it's going to continue. This and also Thanksgiving is now less than a month away. (laughs) Are you ready? And it's shaping up to be the most expensive meal in the history of the holiday. It's just like Venezuela. The outcome will be the same. Because at the same time, rather than recognizing these idiots, recognizing the destruction. Or is it not? It's a fundamental question. I happen to believe that it's a human right. Is there something wrong, my friends, when the United States is the only major country on earth not to guarantee health care to every First of all, if health care was such a necessity, would your old derriere still be around? I, you haven't done a push-up in 70 years, yet here you are meandering around creating havoc. Nobody needs health care. Look at you. Look at your family. Look at your constituents. Health care. Please. What, what's keeping Biden going? What's his health care system like? And in the meantime, it's not about health care. About the agenda as it relates to Build Back Better yeah. right now, there's new haggling among Democrats, certainly among moderates, as it relates to paid family leave right now. Can the president support any reconciliation bill that includes no paid family leave? Well, as you know, uh, the president proposed 12 weeks of paid family and medical leave because he thinks... <laughs> 12 weeks? How many of you were raised by women? That your fathers maybe weren't the greatest earners. How many of you have brothers and sisters? How'd you get by without family leave? See, because on one hand, they destroy the economy. And then their answer is to give you enough welfare to afford it. Now, how do you think it ends? Vince in St. Charles. Hi, Sean. Congratulations on the show. Okay, my sister uh, had a baby, and then my sister took a year off to take care of my niece. Okay, that's how we did it. Okay, and I'm sick of the Democrats. They don't earn a paycheck. I'm sick of them wanting to just take my money. It's so easy for them to just take money from us that we work so hard for. And they don't create a a check. Are you aggravated? Are you comfortable? Because I'm dead serious. And and if you answer, I'm just going to deal with the answer. I don't need you to give me what you think I want to hear. Are you comfortable with this scheme? that steals the money of people because they've reached a certain pinnacle of wealth. So are you comfortable no. with the proposed billionaire's tax? Does it, does it bother you that people are billionaires? Yeah, no, it does not. I don't have a half. I mean, obviously, I do not. Okay, I do not. Yeah, but because no, I don't a billionaire want, no, may be an investor chicken, in your company. That's a chicken crap way out for yeah. to take other people's money. They work so hard. You're right. They create a business, blood and guts. They work hard. You know how hard you work? You don't want them to take your money? I don't want them to take my money. I don't care as little as I have. Do you know why I do it? I do it because I love it, man. I love it. Of course. I love being in the action. I want to do, I want to, I'm looking for another business. I love it. I can't imagine people that sit on their ass and say, I'm entitled to college. I'm entitled to health care. I'm entitled to a life. They're useless people. Let them live among themselves. I want a two-tier system, Vince. You people that believe in these policies, go ahead. You go fund it. I vote, and the way I register to vote, those are the policies I believe now. Now, those are the policies that I'll work under. Those are the policies I'll subscribe to. Why am I dragged into this this Soviet system? I don't want. I think they're morons. I'd like to ear slap every single one of them, every one of them. They're failures and frauds. And by the way, I I notice how they get rich. I know what they are. 
they're corrupt scum gangster pigs. Yeah, they just like the rats. They're just like the rats that ruled over the Soviets, just like the people who put the people in camps, just like the scum that these Soviet socialists have always been. I'm so sick of them. I don't even want to be around them. Thank you, Vince. But you make me feel good because I can go to St. Charles. Now I know there's a guy like Vince there. And that's the part I want. I want us to be with us. Let these rat bastards live among themselves. It is long outdated uh, that this is uh, something that is a, should be a reality for Stutter. Uh, Stutter, parents, uh, mothers, uh, people who have, uh, have, have need either for child care or elder care uh, across the country. Uh, that's what he proposed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also- you think he knows he proposed it, Jen? You're around this stupid dementia patient meandering around the White House. You think he knows what he proposed? Or you got him locked up in that rubber room that sometimes you put a window there like it's the Oval Office, huh? And by the way, your hair is not red either. I see that fraud a mile away. So was elected. Uh, the reason that he won the Democratic nomination was in part because he ran on a commitment of seeking compromise in order to deliver his compromise. Is there a Republican in the room? And I don't even like him. Can't you get one of those like Adam Kinzinger, those good for nothing, those never did nothing children who ran on principles of Americanism Tea Party? Why don't you bring that Irish gypsy that used to be on this microphone out of retirement? Put him in the room. He'll agree with you. He supports all this. He's a never-Trumper. You can't even find a never-Trumper that you want to put in a room. Historic change. That's exactly what he's working to do. And that's what we're seeing play out right now. We know, and I've said this before, it's not going to be everything that he wants in this package. There isn't a final conclusion about what the key components are. When somebody talks like this, let me tell you something. Put your hand on your wallet. When somebody talks like this, put your hand on your wallet. And if your daughter's got a girlfriend, comes to the house and talks like this, throw them on the curb. Get out of my house and my kid's not going with you. This is a lying fraud swindler if I ever heard one. You're going to continue to fight for paid family leave to, to be in the package. So would he accept? Now, what about those people without families? What about those guys that don't want kids? What about the, the women that don't want kids? What about the women that kill their kids? They got to pay for this too? After all, you just killed your own kid. Now you got to pay for somebody else's kids while they go on family leave. Isn't that an insult to you baby murderers out there? No? All right. So to be clear, though, I know what he proposed. Would he accept a package that included no family leave? I'm not going to litigate that from here. I think I would remind you what he proposed. And also I would note that there are a lot of incredible advocates in this town uh, for a range of issues. Child care, paid family leave, universal pre-K. A lot of these people have been fighting uh, with their heart and soul for decades to get these. So see, here's how this works. They get a little bit of it in there, just a little bit. And then they grow it and they grow it and they grow it until like quicksand, you're up to your neck in it. And before you know it, you're going to be paying more for the carjacker that just robbed you than the 28000 to send them to school and the groceries. And the room over or the roof over his head and his health care. Let's not forget Bernie Sanders. So I got to pay for all these criminals. I got to pay for all of them, all of them. And uh, in the end, they get more representation than I get. Uh, thank you. Can you say whether China tested? Oh, I hit the wrong button. Where is this one? 
It was such a good lead, and I can't remember. To address the House for one minute. Without objection, the gentlewoman is recognized for one minute. Thank you, Madam Speaker. For millions of Americans, a minor or decades-old criminal record can pose an insurmountable barrier to full employment, housing, and education. All too often, individuals in this situation are unable to get a fresh start because having eligible records sealed or expunged is so burdensome or expensive. Yeah, when you rob somebody... When you mug an old lady, when you shoot a kid, it's expensive to get that taken off your record. You got to hire a slip and fall scumbag Democrat lawyer. They got to go to the court. You got to bribe everybody in the system. Now here, here's a Democrat. She wants to eliminate your ability to know somebody's record. After all, they already did that when you get a job. Can't ask them. Uh, have you killed anybody in the last ten years? Now. We're going to make Bureaucratic delays and high legal fees perpetuate the cycle of poverty and make it more difficult for people to trade. You know what perpetuates the cycle of poverty? Welfare. Welfare perpetuates the cycle of poverty. In fact, your war on poverty, you socialists, starting with the scum of all racists, LBJ, your, your war on poverty has really kind of created a lot of poverty. In fact, when it comes to fixing poverty, poverty you, you guys really suck at it. Transition back into society successfully after being incarcerated. That's why I was proud to join Representative David Trone and a bipartisan group of our colleagues from the House and the Senate to introduce legislation last week to help these Americans get the second chances they deserve. Where's the second chance for the guy that pays taxes? The guy that strokes the check for Alexis every year. Where's his second check chance? He doesn't get one? He doesn't get one. But the guy who robs the guy of that Lexus. He gets one. He gets a second chance. He gets welfare. Let's not forget voter rights. In fact, we're going to expand voting to prisons. After all, the Democrats need to build their base. The Fresh Start Act of 2021 provides uh, federal grants for states with record sealing or expungement procedures to help improve their automated record infrastructure. As we rebound from a once in a century pandemic and in the name of fairness and equity, We need to eliminate barriers to employment and champion opportunities for our communities to recover and thrive. I yield back. You know why I like this story? There was a story last week where a a, a good doer, uh, probably from Oak Park, probably a trust fund baby, probably married to somebody who doesn't paint their toenails and looks like John Denver, told a a girl, put her mask on, and uh, she didn't like that so much, so she stabbed him. So what's it going to be like when you go to 7-Eleven and you say, uh, can you tell me where the Jay's potato chips with the ranch is? And the guy jumps over the counter and stabs you in the neck. Because they hired him, they didn't know he was a stabber by occupation. This is all going to end swimmingly well. 312-642-5600. You know how a bunch of uh, morons keep just saying reconciliation, reconciliation? This is a trick. This is a parliamentary trick created by the grand wizard scum, Robert Byrd. You remember Robert Byrd. He's the one who was in the car with that famous picture with Joe Biden when he knew if it was Tuesday or July. And waving in the background is mansion. That everyone thinks is going to save them. Man, oh man, I can't wait to see what the payoff is for that roach. Uh, Carolyn Lyle. Hi. I feel like I'm listening to a, a movie, Hunger Games, hearing that last piece that you played. Cassette? And it reminds me of another movie, like um, uh, Dr. Zhivago. They're all going to start moving these people into our homes eventually and, and taking all our money and bank accounts. It's awful. It's it's outrageous. And when you look at, you know, they've got they've got a bill that they put together, a trick, parliamentary trick they put together. Uh, 
that no representative from the other side has weighed in. Nobody knows what's in it. We're hearing bits and pieces of information. It's 2,500 pages of legal ambiguity, each page spawning hundreds of regulations and rules and taxes. And uh, we're just going to have to take it. And it's, it's, that's the part that's sickening. This is exactly the opposite of how a government that is of, by, and for the people is supposed to run. It's exactly the opposite. What it is is the realization that we're like Venezuela without the sexy women and the good dancing. And, you know, bar, bar sexy women, I don't mean Republicans. I mean some of these Democrats. Have you taken a look at some of these women? Whew. No wonder the guys just put on the skirt. They can blend in. Thanks for the call, Carol. Welcome to Venezuela American style. Tom in Blue Island. Sean, how you doing, brother? Tom, before we get started, what a, what? I always what like a, your calls. Yeah. I always like your calls. But before we get started, uh, how many Viagras and Chevises do you think it takes for Dr. Awardi, also known as Dr. Dryheaves' husband, to be in the mood on Saturday evening? I say it's a three and six. What do you say? Man, I thought you were going to ask me that question. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not prepared to go there. No, there's not enough Viagra Dr. and Chevises. That's yeah. that's. Well, that's that's the that's the new American male. You have to defer to the intelligence of your wife, regardless of if she's beautiful or you love her or not. Yeah, I mean, you know, she's, Rachel she's Levine kind of blends in with the Chicago Democrat women that I've seen. I, go ahead. That's, I, I think I went. I think uh, I, I think I went to prom with Rachel Levine when I was a junior at Marist. But I'll tell you, who'd you be more embarrassed of if you showed your friends a picture of Rachel Levine? Or Jan Schakowsky and had to admit you went to prom with her. Who'd you be more embarrassed of? Well, if if given a choice between Rachel Levine and Rachel Maddow, I mean, you know, you'd, oh, have, know. To, you'd have to think you about that me? one. For give me a while. give me Rachel Maddow for fifteen minutes. She'll be dancing around in a sundress, singing "The Hills Are Alive" with the sound of music. <laughs> Go ahead. What else so, so, Sean, we got pinched when I was eighteen on 119th and Halsted for uh, buying beer underage, and that did not impede my progression to being a roofer. Oh, nice! <laughs> it did. So it did, did, huh? So that kept did, you right on track. Didn't hold that against me. No, that's but my, the, the, the I I agree with the. There has to be some kind of format to the separation. Uh, the idea of like everyone Can't moving to Idaho and Wyoming and Montana work. isn't going to work. But we have. Uh, look at it this way: we've got eighty-five thousand. They know who have the money. You've got 85,000 new IRS agents. And, you know, when they get done auditing everybody who's a Republican, let's get them on track. This way, the Republicans, they live under one set of rules. The Democrats live under another. I mean, if it's such a good idea to be socialists, go ahead. I'll take the Republican side of the aisle. We'll run on the rules the Republicans vote on. Our businesses will pay the taxes the Republicans want. And let the socialists, you guys go ahead. Let me know how it works out for you. And in six years... I'll buy all of your stuff back at a tenth of the price. Thank you, Tom, for the call. It doesn't work. It's never worked. But it's not going to stop them. They're determined. You know what does work under socialism? The politician becomes a god. And that's what these old men who can't go to the bathroom on time with the depends on all wish to be. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Man, oh man, that could start some problems. You got a two-tier system. 
Republicans pay taxes, live under the governance of Republicans, let the Democrat scum mingle amongst themselves. Think about the police force, the health care. Think about everything. How the costs would plummet if only we got rid of these socialists and how their costs would skyrocket, as it always does. Not to mention the force. I love this so much about these fascists, these Marxists, these communists still claiming to be liberal. Are we still are we still playing that? Are you still hiding behind that word? As you mandate and dictate and force and fine and coerce and confiscate your way to the utopia that never seems to be reached? Is that, are you still, you're still calling yourselves a liberal? I told you a long time ago, if you believe in American principles, I'm a liberal. Me. I don't want to force anybody to do anything. Go and live amongst yourselves. Reap what you sow. That's what the whole country was built on, after all. And when I think back about the first arguments of being forced to do something, being forced to close your business, being forced to stay in your house, being forced to wear a mask, I said, it won't be long. They're going to force you to put stuff in your body. Force, force, force. Forget about the fact it doesn't work. Doesn't work. You keep calling it a vaccine. Kind of the way you keep calling Social Security, Social Security, instead of a Ponzi scheme. Kind of the way you call confiscating, extorting, and robbing people taxes. It's all a word game with communists. Roger in his car. Hey, Sean, how are you? Thanks for taking my call. I took it for a reason, brother. I want to hear what you got to say. Okay, I'm not sure um, if you're aware of this. There's a Senator James Lankford out of Oklahoma introduced the Stop the Vaccine Mandate Act to Senate Bill 2879. Now, I know for your listeners, um, they live in the Socialist Republic of Illinois with with, uh, little Dickie Durbin and and Duckworthless, uh, probably will ignore any phone calls from their constituents, but everybody needs to call your congressman. And tell them to back this bill. It's Senate Bill S-2879, which is to repeal this uh, unconstitutional overreach um, that's going on at the current moment. See, Roger, I, I love that. And, and, and But here's the problem. I've When I was young, we did all that, call the congressman. And I remember it was, I think it was Louis Gutierrez. And you call, it's his cousin, some moron, can barely speak the language. Right. And they laugh at you right on the phone. So I'm not, uh, I'm not big on calling your congressman. To me, Illinois, people trapped in Illinois, should call other congressmen of states they prefer or that they wish they lived in, even if you wished you lived in it. And you should donate your money to those people, and you should tell them, look, on behalf of the prisoners in the People's Republic of Illinois, stick up for at least the Americans in your own state. And, that, and this, to me, is the way you do it. Because what are you going to do? You know, I'm, not, I'm no longer an Illinoisan, but my, my family is. Nor, and my district, nor am I. In, I was born and raised in Illinois, and I left years ago. My district in Elmwood Park, you know what they did? They, they draw the line like with a crayon because the scum Democrats have to cheat because that's all they know. They're, they're liars and cheats and scum. So, the, so my right. congressman is Chewy Garcia. You think Chewy cares about my freedom, my liberty? No. You think he cares about the don't. 61% of this country doesn't pay federal taxes? Over 50. If you cook the numbers, it's over 50. I think it's closer to 70. Are on some sort of welfare or subsidy. 
you didn't even factor in the subsidies to to, to people on Obamacare, so they, they they don't know it. Their premium costs them twenty two hundred a month. You know, it's it's a welfare system. You're being engulfed. To me, the only answer is to separate because you, there's not a senator, there's not an Illinois Republican elected Republican that supports what you just said. So that's why the is, only is there hope even for, a Illinois Republican party that that was always my question. I thought that was a joke. There's a girl running. Ironically enough, from Mount Greenwood, there were a couple people that were going to run against Kinzinger before they eliminated his seat, which, by the way, I'm fine with. Get rid of that scumbag. Make him go be a lobbyist like he was meant to be. Um, but, yeah, it's a, you know, it, that's why really think you could do it by your registration to vote. And now, to me, we should demand to, to be governed under the rules we vote for. We the people. I didn't vote for mobocracy. Somebody can't vote my rights away. And I originally saw that you were you're mandated a vax, and it looks like it's, you're going to lose your job. Is that what's happening? It's potential, yeah. There's a lot of us that are very upset about it, obviously, because a lot of us have well over two decades in this uh, company we work for. Sue them. I'd like to say, but I uh, would probably be pulled out of service for I have it. a friend of mine whose uh, daughter is a young teacher, and his son's a banker, and they're going through the same thing. And I, I had a Thomas Moore attorney that Misty's going to get the name for. My answer to you, Roger, is sue them. Get, come together with six or seven guys. Get some attorney, hopefully a good one, that wants to make a name for himself. Give him the third of the. Give him a third of whatever he wins, and release the hounds. Sue these rat bastards. Because if you if you read the law, being looked into. If you read the law, there is no constitutional way this country was founded on the right of bureaucrats who get their own so-called vaccines under behind closed doors. The mandate that we, the people, are forced to put an experimental drug in our arms by pharmaceutical companies that are bought and paid for and are as corrupt as the day is long. That Project Veritas, they admit now they've got the baby tissue in the, in the vaccine. And I'm, I'm not entitled to my opinion. I'm going to have some butter-handed pansy in an office who hates his life tell me i got to put it in my body to save his. I give a rip if he jumps out of the window. Thank you for the call, Roger. I appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Mark in his car. What do you got, Mark? Yeah, hey, Sean. I just listened to what you said to the previous caller about calling your congressman. I'm on my way back from Springfield where our legislative body is reconsidering, repealing the Parental Notice of Abortion Act. So um, with that in mind, please do call your congressman and let them know that you do not want that repealed. But um, the country's you know, a, the, the, a, Mark, you know this, brother. Your state, Illinois, my old state, is an abortion-killing field dumping ground. They're already licking their chops at the money they're going to make from the people driving from Texas to go kill their own babies. You think they're going to repeal it? They're not going to repeal it. Here's, here's what you got to do now, Mark, and this is what I did, and this is what I recommend everybody do. I have daughters. I'll pay for everything. You give me that baby. You, my daughters right. wouldn't consider it. My daughters wouldn't consider it. That's all you can do. You can't fight this communism by the, by the wave that it is. You have to fight it by the individuals because what it does, it tries to remove the individuals from society. So you've got to let your kids know this is the most important thing of their life. You can either be a mother or you can be a murderer. There's no in-between. Thank you very much for the call. Simple. These are simple answers. We, 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 we let these, these wizards of words, these liars, these professional scam artists, that's why I don't play Barack Obama. That moron, moron, worst lawyer in Illinois, never did a damn thing except sell 
BS. And he's good at it because he's a con man. That's all he is. So they're going to wheel this fraud out from his $50 million seaside estate. The same guy who was worried about the seas rising. That's how stupid the people are who vote for Obama. They're going to, and he's going to make fun of people who he knows are lesser than him because that's the psychology of someone who is willing to force you into anything. They hate you. You think they care about the people they're trying to force a vaccine into? What they're in essence saying is that people are no longer entitled to the property over their own being. You are not you anymore. You are theirs, and they will tell you what you will do. This is a major, major point. I have to put something in my body that was created by scourge. That's what I think of Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson. I think they're scum. And I don't want anything they ever made or created or anything in my body, and I will not put it in. So you better do it from afar, because let me tell you something. You think that necklace 400-pound trust fund baby with butter hands is going to force a man to do something? You better do it with a pen. You can't do it. You come to my face. None of them can. That's why they rule from that little Las Vegas for nerds, Washington, D.C., where they can hit on their girlfriends and their wives think they're working. I don't know what the hell they do. They don't know what they do. But what, they, what has happened is they've become czars. These aren't senators and congressmen anymore. These are czars. We might as well start using the, the language of the communist commissar. Because that's what they spew at each and every turn. Anyone who is an American, beginning back in the late 1800s and the early 1900s, and that decision to invest in our children and our families was a major part. I wish to God this moron could meet somebody from the 19th century and spew this communist nonsense. Because the next time we saw him, he'd look like Harry Reid on an exercise machine. Because that stuff didn't sell well to our ancestors. That communism, that government collectivism that the modern-day Marxist calling himself a Democrat supports, that didn't sell to our ancestors. They were people who wanted to be Americans, who wanted their individual liberty and freedom. The thing that every time this old fossil with a dirty diaper opens his mouth, tries to take away. 312-642-5600. Oh, boy. Slipping. You're slipping, I said. Travis Wheaton. Hey, how's it going, Sean? Love you, love your show. Thank you, Travis. I appreciate it. I just wanted to make a little comment about your your Johnson & Johnson, specifically them. Yeah, why would you line up and take an experimental drug, which is exactly what it is, because it doesn't meet, even meet the FDA criteria to be called a vaccine because it does not have the living virus inside of it. But more to the point is, why would you line up and take an experimental drug from a company that is now the crazy eyebrow lady is on at 2 o'clock in the morning telling you to use Johnson & Johnson baby talc powder because they covered it all up and was giving women ovarian cancer, you're going to line up and take some experimental drug that's not even proven? The even better question, Travis, is why would the government prepay for a result these companies didn't deliver to the tune of billions upon billions of dollars? These companies all got oh, they delivered. very they fat on it, and they get paid every single time, and the product, they're held harmless from the ramifications of what it does to people. You know, it is, it is truly mind-boggling what the, the American people are willing to accept. It's truly mind-boggling. And you look at some of these fanatics, some of these morons that married the John Denver lookalikes, you look at how they are apoplectic at anyone who even speaks poorly of it. 
Do you know my yesterday our YouTube got taken down? And they said, "Oh, it's music and all this." It, it, it's just a, it's amazing that you can't even voice your own opinion. You're not entitled to it anymore in America. That's why you know it's a scam, Travis. And I appreciate you calling. Got a little reverb in the phone there. Uh, Mitt, you're not Mitt Romney, are you, Mitt? Not at all. Wonderful. Not at all. Anybody named Mitt. Love you. Love your show. Been following it all this time. Thank you. And long story short, let's let's get to this. And that is the Declaration of Independence is the founding document of this nation, not the Constitution. Constitution was the third form of self-governance that was enacted 14 years after the Declaration of Independence, which is founded on the premise of nature's law and nature's God. It is time to break the bands. It is time to break the bands that bind us. It is time right now. I want to break the bands that bind me to these corrupt Marxists. I want to break all the bands. You guys go your own way. You know, that's why I I, I personally moved for that reason. It caused a lot of turmoil in my life. But I'm not going to take that nonsense. Watch this fat slob tell me what I'm going to do. Yeah. Not on your life. That's right. That's right. I agree with you. And the, and the, the premise is is that if the seven self-evident truths in the second paragraph of the Declaration of Independence is what they designed or what they came up with out of natural law as they interpreted it, you can find those seven self-evident truths very simply. You count the that's. We hold these truths self, to be self-evident that. There's seven that's. Those are the seven truths that this nation was founded on. They need to be reasserted along with natural law. Only if you want to live. Only if you want to live by that principle, right? Because now what you're hearing, and you know this, Mitt, you're hearing Republicans rewrite the intent of the people who founded a country based on the individual. You're hearing these Republicans who call themselves conservative now tell you that what they really wanted was a collectivist government to mitigate freedom, in particular when it comes to economy and property. This is what I this is what you're hearing now. So well, I agree, you know, because they're not true Republicans. They don't follow the kind and, and I'm not even arguing in favor of Republicanism. The concept was is that we're supposed to have a republic and that is a designated representatives of the people. The problem is we need to reassert natural law and shrug off this faux law, this faux constitution that has not any Teeth. application whatsoever to the seven truths of the Declaration. They're, they're not included in the body of the Constitution. Man, I couldn't agree with, I couldn't agree with you more. There is nothing that requires the Supreme Court, nothing that requires the Supreme Court to interpret the Constitution in light of the seven truths, the founding document of this nation. No. There's a four major flaws that have to be addressed and corrected with the Constitution before we can go forward. But before we can do that, the people have to take back power. I love it, Mitt. And you do you've that just by made exercising natural law. You've just made the cabinet of my new country, the USA. What do you think we could call it, America? We put up a statue of like Christopher Columbus and Thomas Jefferson and all the people who did those. I, t- I say we do it, Mitt. I think it could go. I think it's got legs. I could be wrong. I think people still want to be Americans. Paul Marengo. Hey, Sean. How you doing? Love your show. Thank you, brother. Hey, uh, I just wanted to. to point something out that the phrase that the kids use these days it's called ratio it's uh you go to any uh social media platform and you look and you see how many people like love hate whatever 
and it, I, I was scrolling for the absolute first time I ever went to uh, uh, this, as you say, Tim Winton Diapers uh, Facebook page, and I looked, and it's like he's struggling to get like 4,000, 10,000 likes. And, it, and the reason why I bring it up is because I was constantly looking at how Trump would easily pull 140K, 150K within a day. It's just, it's amazing to me. That now, wouldn't it be this something allowed to happen? You, you, you hear, I have, a, I have a radio show where I come on and I beat up who people think I represent or who, who think I side with Republicans. I beat them up. I reject their corruption. I call them out by name. I make fun of their yep. appearance. It's obvious mm-hmm. that they're crooks. Wouldn't it be refreshing if Democrats had the integrity to do the same? But yet Absolutely. they don't. You know what they are? They're step and fetch. And for a yep. little more government cheese, they will step and fetch and vote in the biggest crooks with the most unusual heads like Lori Lightfoot. And we'll cover some local stuff after Tom back in the news. Look at that music. See, that's called the segue. <laughs> Parliamentary tricks and words we just keep repeating. Reconciliation. Oh, what's that? I'm not sure. But I think it means we can print up $5.5 trillion and still, still have the infrastructure bill at $1.5 trillion. You got to love it. And here we are, just the plebs. Just go along. Okay, I guess you could do it. Seems normal to me. Sue everybody. everybody. How in the hell is this allowed in a free country? You mean a bunch of corrupt, diaper-wearing dimwits can all get together... And print up $5.5 trillion the whole time lying to us? And they get to pass this bill and nobody nobody read. It's preposterous. Get together. Sue. How come no Republican is talking about suing committee, fighting to stop it? You're just, I don't know, I hope you win in 2022. How are we going to win? They, they, they cheat. They're legitimizing cheating. How are you going to win? Yeah, guys running across the board. Millions. How many? I don't know. Looks like 11, probably 40. You'll be all right. What the hell is going on here? Now, what do you think is going on in these Democrat mafia hubs? What do you think is going on right now in New York, New Jersey, California, in Springfield, home of the ugly Democrat? And I mean ugly. My grandma used to say beauty is skin deep, but ugly is to the bone. When I see these Democrats, that's all I think about. Beth, Edison Park. Hi. Hi. Okay, so today um, we we heard news that North Shore health care system workers were filing a class action lawsuit about, um, you know, not being able to decide they want to take the shot or not. Illinois law dictates that employees at North Shore University Health System have the fundamental right to determine what medical care they accept or refuse. But there's an Illinois representative, um, what's her name? Robin, Robin Gable. Gable, I think. Yeah, she looks like yeah. Nick and Nolte. She's filing an amendment. Nick Nolte, yes. She, she's filing an amendment which would take that away from them. Mm-hmm. Or take that away from all of us. And Absolutely. so I'm just hoping this doesn't go through. <sighs> I well. filled out a witness slip. They said, you know, fill out a witness slip because what she wants to file is an amendment that takes this right away from us. How many Venezuelans? How many Venezuelans hope that didn't go through? Boy, I hope it doesn't go through. I mean, it's a pathetic experience, and you know what's going to happen. Who's going to Who's going to push back against it? You have the kind of scum in Springfield that allowed a mafia boss 
a mafia boss, to put his son as a lobbyist, to rule over the state like it was his own personal social club. You think one of these scumbags who who just wanted to kiss the ring is going to say, I, I draw the line here. Oh, uh, I think this is just a bridge too far. You're not. These The abuser will not save you. So what I think you should so do. So then what do you do? Yeah. I have flip-flops on and a top down. <laughs> not the kind in a strip joint on my car. That's what you do. And I mean, it's a sad thing. But you sound like a lovely person. You probably have a wonderful family. You probably tried to live your life like a good person. You probably never had a criminal thought in your mind. And you know what you're going to do? You're going to be the victim. You're going to be the victim. And that's the problem with socialism and communism and Marxism. It is corrupt. It's thirst for your rights and your money is insatiable. It can never be quenched. You cannot quench the thirst of a Marxist. You can only... (sighs) Try to be a part of it. And, you know, you, you're not the kind of person that's going to be a part of it. Beth, you're a No, I'm not. So it's no, Edison Park. I'm not going to. You'll get some dummy to buy your house. Put it up for sale. Ask a ridiculous price and run. Yeah. Run like the wind. No. That's what my recommendation Family's is. all here. How do you move? How do you move away from family and oh, it's your roots? wonderful. And if your family, first of all, they got FaceTime now. I love it. Hi, how are you? Not to mention, your family and their quality of life would be better, too. This is a this is a myth. Now, here, first of all, I'm for choice. If you choose to give your life to your family, I think that's wonderful. I really do. But I made sure, and my you know, my relatives do this. My wife is like that, and I get it. And I love her family. Her family is my family. I love them to mm-hmm. death, and I wanted them all to come. But I broke the the chain, and I said, "Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go, and then I'll come back and visit, and you come down, and you come down. And it's a lot of work. She comes down, and I go up, and all that nonsense. It's hard." No question. I want her parents here, her brothers, everybody, her sister, everybody. I want them all here. And eventually when they come down, you know what they all say? What every one of them says? This is, I should have done this years ago. And it's not the weather. It's not. And it doesn't have to be Florida. I just picked it. It could be anywhere where you're an American. Where the idea of a, of a politician forcing you, manipulating law, so that you were forced to do something against your own conscience and against your will... Is, is not acceptable to even strangers. That's the beauty of what's going on in Chicago. You know, right now there are Chicago police who themselves, firemen, maybe they got the vaccine. They're fighting so that people aren't forced to do it. That's a beautiful thing to watch. But you know what I'm noticing? The crowd isn't as big as I want it to be, right? So yeah. you got you to well, prepare. Yeah. You got to prepare because here's the thing. Any state that would elect an oligarch crook, an oligarch legacy fraud like Pritzker, as the governor, and by the way, he's going to win again. Any state that would do that, the body, the the majority of those citizens are corrupted. They just are. And that's why they can walk around, wear their masks in their house, and tell other people what to do, because that's for the first time in their miserable trust fund baby lives, the miserable existence they had, they feel like they're important because they're a part of the mob. You can't beat that being an individual. So you got to go where the individual is cherished. That's my advice to you. Normally, people pay for that. You got it for free, Beth, because I like your name. Thank you very much. Appreciate the call. Bart, Bridgeport. Yeah, how you doing, baby? It's always good to talk to you. Swinging at the party party. Listen, man, you you just hit on it. I have no money. I'm a guitar player. It's not about, it's about how much will you sell your manhood for? 
You come, down, you you come down too. These old ladies love the old jazz. You'll be a big hit here. I think you got more hair. You got more hair than Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> my kids are here, baby. I got, I'm thinking on it. I'm talking about it, but uh, I'm, my kids are here. I'm you know the rule I made with my kids, don't you? None of them are to go to. They're both in college. You cannot go yeah. in Illinois. You cannot go. I'll pay the boat. Good. I'll complain about it every day. I'll complain every day. I'll pay the boat. I'll pay the thing. Whatever. I'll work 15 jobs if I have to. If you go back to but it's Illinois. Different. If you go back yeah. to Illinois, I told my kids, you or your husband or whatever whatever led you to that choice owes me every single penny. If you go to any other state, even another, go to California, you don't owe me a dime. But you go back to that sewer with those mafia figures, with those cohorts, a welfare army they call a base. No, yep. I want the money. Not to mention. Talking to us like we're their kids. Yeah. Talk how about the us like how about the mayhem? And eight-year-old kids. And how about the mayhem that they refuse they refuse to even talk about? In fact, what they do is they protect the perpetrators. You got an entire legal system in Chicago. It's more interested in the perpetrator than the victim. So what does that make you? If you here's the thing, I know a lot of tough guys, a lot of tough guys. They're 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 not willing to be perpetrators. So now they're just going to be victims. Get out. Get out or demand a change, or if you don't see a change, then leave. Right? I mean, that's all you can do. You're a man. Uh, yeah. We're going to stop your feet. Under the mutual combatants thing, though, maybe we can. <laughs> oh, I got a new bumper sticker. It says mutual combat. work for me. Yeah. I want my record expunged. You know how many of those mutual combats yeah. I got as a ding? Thank you, Bart. Appreciate the call. Um, and that's what we want. Let's talk a little bit about Chicago. Let's talk a little bit about Chicago. Right now, dozens of officers are outside of Chicago police headquarters. They claim they're ready to go on no pay status after refusing to report their vaccination status as required. It's the latest in the ongoing battle between the city and police union. CBS 2's Mugu Adigwe is live at 35th and Michigan to explain. Good morning, Mugu. Good morning, Ryan. So there are about 100 or so police officers out here right now. Take a look behind me. You can see some of them. Some of the people out here are actually supporters. Others are family members. Now, what she did, and by she, I mean the woman with the eight head, Lori Lightfoot, who has that phony, I'm so mad. You better talk like that, like you have authority, because you, in, in the grand scheme of things, you shouldn't have it. And a mayor was never intended to have this kind of power. And you've got John Catanzaro, who is the the union leader for the police department. You've got firemen and policemen, municipal workers that don't want to take the virus. Or you've got, in some cases, some that did, and they don't want to see other people forced to do it. And they took it, many of many of these people took it, because they listened to the sales pitch by the frauds, calling the politicians, telling them it would be safe. You've got many, many side effects. You've got what they nickname breakthrough cases, which is really people who had the vaccine still get sick. You've got deaths they don't want to record. You've got all kinds of problems among kids. Boys, it makes their heart large. You've got women that are having problems with their menstruation. None of this was tested. None of it was known. Everybody knew that this was forced and rushed. So some people took it. Now, now even with those bad results, with those bad results, they're still going to force people to do it. And, and, and something came out with Project Veritas. I made fun of it last week because the woman who was the executive for the, for the big pharma company, had the audacity to wear yoga pants, which are not really to be sold over a size 8. And she ran away. I found it to be amusing. But I might have talked over what the real scandal is here. Are you Vanessa? Vanessa Gelman, I'm a reporter with Project Veritas. Vanessa Gelman, 
who works in Washington, D.C., is Senior Director of Worldwide Research. From Vanessa Gilman. From the perspective of corporate affairs, we want to avoid having the information on the fetal cell lines floating out there. We believe that the risk of communicating this right now outweighs any potential benefit that we could see, particularly with general members of the public who may take this information and use it in ways we may not want it out there. Why did you send emails telling uh, Pfizer employees not to report that you guys were using fetal cell lining, miss? What else are you hiding from the public today? Miss, what else are you hiding from the public? The public needs to know. Well, uh, there you have it. We wanted to ask her a few questions. She broke out into a sprint. We really, Which was really something to see, you know, 175-pound woman running away from you in yoga pants. It's something to watch. But it, it's got fetal cell material in it. Where did they get it from? I don't want it in my body. Do I have to come out and tell you I'm religious? How about I just don't want it in my body? That's good enough. The policeman, the fireman, I don't care what your job is. You hid this from us on purpose because you knew what it would do. You knew it and you covered it up. Just like your schemes with the economy. Just like the schemes with your kids. Just like all the lies. It's a lie. There is no vaccine. You're not any safer if you're on it. If you got it, I understand why you did it. And good for you. You made a good decision. I'm all about freedom. But you admit that it's not a vaccine because the people you're afraid of are the unvaccinated. If it worked, you wouldn't be. It's really quite that simple. 312-642-5600. Oh, I love this song. See? You might have skipped one, but you made up for it. Bunny, you like the new job? You having fun? Silence is toughening. Uh, Let's go with Mary in Bridgeport. How are you, Mary? Hi, Sean. Listen, I'll just do bullet points here to save time. I didn't get the, I'm 83 years old. I didn't get the vaccine, don't want to get the vaccine, know too much about it. I had um, COVID last month or so, a little more, took ivermectin, came out okay. But meanwhile, I got a blood clotting situation, deep vein thrombosis, which my doctor told me, my vascular doctor told me, if I had gone for the vaccine, I would have clotted immediately or pretty soon afterwards and huh. probably died. Well, you're 83 years so, old. Mary. You got the, you got it and you and you survived. I I gave it to my wife who then gave it to my in-laws. One's 87, one's 83. They both had it. They both survived. My 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 father-in-law who I love like my own more than my own father. I don't, you know, to, to tell you the truth. He got the vaccine because his friends told him, "Come on, we're going to go here and there." After the vaccine, got it again. And he was sicker after the vaccine than yeah, he was before. It is usually, and, you know, here's it. the other thing. There's some notable people that have this happen. Neil Cavuto. Now, he's got MS and other things. He got the vaccine. He, 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 I, everybody should get it. Everybody should do what they want to do. But you should never be able to force people to do that. You're an 83-year-old woman. You earn the right to your opinion. You earned your right know, to your opinion. Not that you had to. You're an American. You got it, it for free. I know all about it and went online and got the right information. My daughter took care of me, but she was already going to get it. She's 55. She came out of it. My granddaughter helped me when I was six. She's 26. She came out of it. That's Bing, wonderful. bam, boom. That's wonderful. I mean, we're not all that lucky, but I'm saying it. And we went online. Uh, well, we know where to go for the ivermectin, so... Good for you, Mary. I love that story. Because you know what? You're here. And that's all that matters. And the good news is you had a 99.5% chance of surviving anyway. Man, the devastation they did for a disease that went on the grand scheme of things. 
We, we in this country faced a lot worse. Thank you, Mary, for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, Carolyn, Southside, it's all about the ladies. Yes. Um, the reason that I'm calling is I listen to your show um, basically every day, and I like to write. But basically what I'm sharing with you, and I'm a little embarrassed because don't be embarrassed. I don't know all the, the um, statistics. We've got 30 seconds, pharma- Carolyn. We've got a heart out. Go ahead. Okay. Pharmaceutical um, company is being built in um, Georgia or in Tennessee. You can research it because you're very good at it. I will. And that is what. Don't be mad yep, at me. We're going out. It. I hate to do it. Thank you for no. calling. Please call again. We'll be back. Got a great guest. You're going to love it. Fastest show on the radio. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I always like when a guest fits in exactly what we were speaking about prior to having him on. Michael Warren Davis is the author of The Reactionary Mind, Why Conservative Isn't Enough. He's written for such publications as The Spectator, American Conservative, Washington Examiner, and many other publications. Michael, how are you? I'm good, sir. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. I have been nauseated for decades by the word conservative. When I think of old lady face Mitch McConnell, when I think of Mitt Romney, when I think of all of the corporatist Fabians, and that's what they really are, collectivists who want to rule from Mount High under a better promise than the Marxist or the socialist. I couldn't agree more with you. Are you coming at it from that position? Because I don't even know what that word means anymore other than crook. I, I, that and more, <laughs> it's, uh, like I say in the book, um, the reactionary is one who lives in total revolt against the modern world. And, uh, and, and, and as you say, there'd be establishment and uh, you might like this, you might not, but William F. Buckley in, in the first edition of national review says, a conservative is one who stands athwart history yelling stop. And I say in the book, that's nice in theory, but in reality, what ends up happening is that conservatives jog alongside history, huffing, please, for the love of God, slow down. Um, and that's, I mean, that's McConnell for you. That's Mitt Romney. Yep. Um, that's all the leaders of the conservative movement, you know, <laughs> going back as long as you and I have been alive. Yeah. You know, when I think back, my favorite um, real thinkers who articulated the principles of Americanism, Thomas Sowell, Milton Friedman, Hayek, Rothbard, I think about them, and they were repulsed by the idea of conservatives. I think they correctly identified them as the European Fabian Socialist. And they prove themselves to be that every time they resist the outright fascism of the left, of the Democrat mafia. What they're promising, they don't, they're not upset with the massive bills, with the massive spending, with the massive taxes. They're upset with the way in which it's implemented. And this, to me, is how you know 
we're going to have very little um, rest breaks from the tyranny that has been engulfing the American citizen. I agree. I don't. I couldn't have said it better myself. Oh, wonderful! Did you put me in the book? Did you at least mention me in this book? No. <laughs> I think it's. I can. I can pencil you into a couple of copies before I get. Yeah, if, if you wouldn't mind, because this is important, and I do believe that the common denominator of the American who has not been indoctrinated, who has not bought into this cradle-to-grave collectivist society. I do believe their default position is to reflect on the stories they were told by the people who raised them of the beauty and the only true wealth in life itself is to be a free man. And I do think that those people do want to resist this. I think that they successfully have been separated to where they feel they're alone without understanding they're not. I think the majority of Americans feel this way. I just think they don't know how to get together. I uh, and I, I, I this uh, sounds sort of like a, like a truism, which but I don't mean it to be. I think that you and I agree that the only alter, the only real antidote to collectivism is community, um, real voluntary community bonds of spontaneous loyalty and love, uh, and that is what Western civilization was built on. It was not built on uh, bonds of welfareism and police statism. Um, that is that was that was an invention of the secular left to advance secular left wing ideology. Um, that does not that is not present anywhere in the history of Christian Europe. Um, and it's it, it is funny. I, I I used to be more of a uh, of a of a big government type conservative. Um, and then in the process of researching this book and in the process of, of, uh, of, of, of studying the Middle Ages, the, you know, the sort of the pinnacle of, of Christian statecraft, you know, when they, when I, I have a lot of respect for Hayek, but when he talks about the road to serfdom, we'd be lucky to be on the road to serfdom yeah. compared to the situation we have, we have right now. And that was, oh, uh, that's, uh, that's a, that's a theme in my book. It's, uh, it's extraordinary how much, the, G.K. Chesterton, my hero, and sort of the hero of this uh, of my book, said that the the medieval tyrant hanged and burned in quite a small way. He, uh, the, the 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 Sun King Louis the Fourteenth of France would would salivate if he had a quarter of the power that Joe Biden has. Really, it, it, it's un, it's unfathomable uh, just how much power modern governments have. So my favorite is Eric. One of, one of my favorites is Eric Hoffer. And his book, True Believer, I think, and I, I just so by happenstance, I had my my father fall and he needed surgery. So I, I drove a couple hours to go see him and I got there and he was in surgery. So I happened to have the book and I just read it while he was in surgery. And it, I haven't read it in decades. He is describing the righteous fascism that we are living through. Only the difference is he didn't think it would be possible in America he thought that the that America was for the poor because what they understood was that the wealth didn't come from monetary gains necessarily. I mean, you're talking about one of the most prolific thinkers of our time who lived in a cold water flat in San Francisco. He felt that the wealth was he was free and his other Americans were free. And the camaraderie in that unalienable right to be free would hold the country together. What do you think he would think now when... A Republican rebuttal to the Biden fascism is a Mitt Romney fascism. 
<laughs> Gosh, I uh, who could I? I don't even know. Again, I don't even know where to begin on that. It's it is it is hard to fathom how uh, just how again how much how much power. I mean, how how much. As I said, the, you know, sort of the, the we we think of uh, you know the Middle Ages as you know the um, the Inquisition, this and that. But um, the, the when you think of the, the the ability of rulers to actualize their will on their citizens through coercive violence, which is the essence of modern government, um, you know, the the uh, e- even the the, the just the, the sheer reach that the the U.S. government has now is 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 literally comparable to to Nazi Germany or to or to communist um, Russia, um, it, and that is that is. You know, even even if the if the American people are not gung ho about that, that that superstructure has been built up without our even, for the most part, without our even noticing. Um, you know, it, it, it's it, that was the, that's the main difference. I think is that our tyranny came about silently. I call what we're living through the Fourth Reich because there's no aspect of your life like the Third Reich that they didn't want to mitigate or control. Throughout history, has this ever been put back into restraints that the American government was always intended to have and restrained in the fashion it was always intended to be? Has it ever been done? And I say this, I don't want violence. I don't like the idea of violence. Yet I recognize the violence that's being promised in these bills because I I see stripping a man of his freedom and his wealth and the property over his own body as violence is there any way to do this through using the american principles the law as the shield it was intended or has that aspect of our society been infiltrated by warriors of fascism well that's uh another good question man uh i i am a believer uh in 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 a sort of a, a, a subtle way um, of some sort of secessionism, and for the for the very sole reason that I think that Me too. the the liberty liberty loving Americans um, have to, at very least, be able to renegotiate the terms of our loyalty to Washington. Um, even if the band has to break up, even if, even if we're just going to get back together again, yeah. um, because it because we did not. I, I mean, I live in I live in the state of New Hampshire, which is currently being flooded with refugee with immigrants over our southern border, Massachusetts, and being turned from a a red state, a libertarian red state, uh, into a a blue state, and that's uh, that's rough. But you know, at the same time, the the desire for independence is. You know, polling very, very high. I, I read one poll where it was close to eighty percent, um, and so that this is. Uh, I think I think this is something that we have to take very seriously. And a lot of people, you know, they they uh, they they're they're either horrified or they they try to laugh it off. But um, the truth of the matter is that the 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 uh, the the America the, the America the United States of America to which the founding fathers um, swore allegiance. Um, to which you know the, the the principles on which our different states were bound together in union, um, they don't exist anymore. They're not being recognized, uh, and and those of us who want to live in the America that our ancestors fought for in 1776, we have a right to live in that America. We don't have we, we no one can make us live in Joe Biden's America. Now I love this. I mean I love it because I've been preaching this since Joe Biden usurped the office. 
I want a divorce. I want to separate. Now, I've gone through painful measures to make that happen personally, but I want that for my fellow Illinoisan who doesn't have the ability to do what I did. I think that we can legally do it. I think we just need the proper representation. So here's my question to you. Is anyone organizing or attempting to, as you see, even in the Senate and Congress, we have but a small minority of like-minded Americans, yet we have people in that minority in each one of these mafia-run states that would gladly support that. Are they talking, you know, we had that thing called the Freedom Caucus. Well, they've been significantly silenced by old lady face Mitch McConnell. Why aren't they talking about, listen, it's time for a divorce. You've obviously decided to ram laws through that promised debt that's almost un, unimaginable to just 10 years ago. And you're not including people, and we don't know what's, what's in it. We want a divorce. Do you think that if these guys, these congressmen and senators already elected, said it's time to separate, that it, there may be some weight behind it, that you could take the people who are captured in these blue mafia states and say, me too, because Illinois like all the other mafia blue states, has people that do not want to be a part of it and are victims of it and are prisoners of it. Yeah, that's, well, you know, it's funny because Texas is unfortunately experiencing the same thing that we are. It's being flooded with with unwanted (laughs) immigrants. I mean, that's the plan. Michael, that's the plan. That's Mm -hmm. what they're doing. They're doing it in Florida where I live. They were doing it in the dark of night. The, the, The government has literally come out against the well-being and the welfare of the American. And they are now working with omnibus laws, solidifying voter fraud. And these, these illegal aliens, and, and I say this being the descendant of an alien who was lawful. And I say this as somebody who always wanted a streamlined right, because I believe the path to, to prosperity is through the immigrant fleeing oppression rather than the American Democrat demanding it. So I'm I'm somebody who was for a, a, a very fluid citizen's uh, uh, right of immigration. But what we have now is not that. It is evident what we have is a what I think to be incentivized by the American Democrat Marxist raid on America. And that's who's coming here. And they're coming here to keep them in power. And they're coming here to fraud the vote. So I think we need to come to action quickly. I don't want to wait for another scandalous act of skullduggery in 2022. Fair enough. We in here in New Hampshire, we have, I don't know how they pronounce it. NH exit, um, a, a, a real life secessionist movement. Probably if, uh, if Texas keeps going the way it goes, it's going ironically, probably the biggest secessionist movement in the United States is the second Vermont Republic. Um, so here in New England, we there 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 is serious movement afoot to to do that. And again, and, they, and you know this as well as I do. It's not because we hate America; we love America love because America. we hate Washington, <laughs> right? Well, I hate yeah, right. I hate the fact that 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 the principles of this country have been usurped by the would-be tyrant and the admitted Marxist, the admitted socialist, and the admitted despot. This is the every single I I had I challenged my listeners. Now we're in Illinois. We're surrounded by these rat Democrats. You cannot find one, one elected Democrat that has ever used the word liberty in a speech. Not one. And that is, is this country was founded on that single principle. And that right there is an admission 
that the American Marxist Mafia Party, calling themselves Democrats, is pitted against every fundamental principle this country was founded in. So it is now time. I can't get along with a tyrant. I don't want to get along with a communist or a socialist. I want to separate from them. Now, I can do it personally to a certain extent, but I think we need to fight for the people that cannot. And they would willingly vote and register themselves as someone who believes in those principles and let these people, if this is such a good idea, this socialism, that you guys all have, then go amongst yourself. Go ahead, fund it yourself, pay the taxes. Your billionaires stay with you. We'll take ours and the rest of it. I think it's time we do that. And I think we have enough people that will do it. I think if if they knew that your state was considering it, I think that's how a movement started. I think you need to do it. After all, you wrote a book, for God's sakes, Michael. Get on it, will you please? <laughs> I'm. I, I, you know, this is funny. This is something I only started thinking through when I finished the book. And I have a... Uh, I'm working on an essay now, the case for secession for the American conservatives. So, yeah. I uh, I'll send it to you when it's done. I, Please, I'm really quite new to this. Oh, see, you've been you should have been listening to my show. We've been on this for a while. We just don't, you know, we're, we're too busy working and making money and paying taxes. We are the third that makes the society go around while the welfare roaches destroy it. And you know, this is the kindest thing that that red that red blooded Americans can do for for blue state Americans, which is let them have their experiment in secular progressive socialism we'll have our experiment in traditional values and liberty um we'll see who does better i yeah. i i'm i'm going to stake my livelihood that we do a whole lot better Absolutely. and maybe they can see the error of their ways but if you have you if you when you have this this system where you know red states are constantly having to bail out um you know, blue states like California, and when the going gets tough, the people from California leave California, go to Texas, implement le- liberal laws there, ruin Texas, then go to Wyoming or God it's knows Venezuela. where next. You're on the path of um, Venezuela. It's, absolutely, and there's no and there's no escape. That's what really scares me. Is even if even if I was ready to you know light a match and uh, and, and and let it all go up in flames, there's nowhere where I where I can go where I can bring my family and my friends, where we can be safe. And again, that's why that's why the Granite State Republic is looking uh, better and better every day to me. Michael, I love it. I say this is how a movement gets started. I say we do something about it. I'm dead serious. I'll help you any way I can. I'm looking forward to writing the book. And I think it's time we spread the word that this is this can be done. And you do not have to be a victim of this. There are There are millions of people who fought and died for your right to be an American and be a free man. And the idea that we can just sit here and hope that they don't pass it, that's not good enough for me. Um, So I'm looking forward to it. And I appreciate you coming on. His name is Michael Warren Davis. And uh, I'm looking forward, I have to confess, I didn't read the book. But now I'm absolutely no going to. It's just out today. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. See, now I don't feel so bad. Uh, the name of the book is The Reactionary Mind. Why conservative isn't enough. I love it. I want to thank you for writing it. And uh, I'm deciding the cabinet position for you to be in my new country called Old America. <laughs> the Republic right. of Illinois. Thank Beautiful. you very much. Thank you. I appreciate you coming on, Michael. Thank you. Anytime. God bless. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Now, I get these kind of Can't calls all the time. I'm going to take them and prove why I'm right. Dave in Orlando. Sean. Yes, brother. Hey, buddy. Memphis, Tennessee is a beautiful place. (laughs) Stop sending them to Florida. So I'm going to tell you why I disagree with you. I go to a cigar store in North Naples, 
All right, they're dear, dear friends, man. I don't, I don't want to embarrass them, and I don't want to get them audited. But the owners' names are Brian and Phil. One of the guys who works there, his name is Vito. He gave me a ride today because I needed it. Guys that that go there and are in my circle of wisdom. We named it after the table of wisdom LLC that Ed Burke and the two scumbag Cook County judges are in. Uh, no. Jim Ken, Jim, and uh, I don't want to say the last names. Keith and Nick and all of them. Do you know they're all from different states? Every single one of them. All huh. from blue, all from blue states, blue. They are the best Floridians with the most appreciations for the freedoms. That's what'll save Florida. Are the people that are fleeing well, states like you and I fled? That's no, the saving. They are going to be I the mean, best ones. I love Nobody's the coming here for, I love for the welfare. Go ahead. I'm a Go ahead. driver named Vito. That's good. Uh huh. That works. It but is. pretend you're the congressman that thinks that Florida's going to flip over like Guam, right? You get too many people on it, it's going to flip <laughs> yeah. over. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, well, Democrat. Send, send them north. We got the best congressman here in Florida. We and, do. Um, we do. It's, it's, just, it's just I think that we need those Illinoisans to know you come here, your life is better. Your dollar goes further. And when you vote, it matters. It matters to vote here. I want to keep it's Florida a- red. By moving people who have been silenced in Democrat mafia states. Come on. You know you'll right. like it. I've, Besides, we had a little ominous. Remember, I warned you. You're true. I warned it's you. It's true. But I'm going to tell you right now. These guys, and, and by the way, they all remind me of everybody I grew up with. I love the accents. Just a little nuanced, a little different. But they have all of those same characteristics. The main one being they love liberty. They love freedom. They're not covetous. They're not looking for something for nothing. They're the old-fashioned Americans. And that's the part that's great. Uh, I really think that, here, let's take this guy. I think this is probably BS. Joe Roselle. Hey, hi. Hi, Sean. Hi. Well, thanks for taking my call real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I listened to you and your show for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ten years ago, I moved. I was born and raised in Chicago, north mm-hmm. suburbs. All right. Ten years ago. I moved my family to Naples uh-huh. and uh, <clears throat> we bought a lot. And uh, uh, after a few months there, she met somebody else. Your wife? Yeah. Well, I've only been on the phone with you a little while, and I understand. Where did you live? North Naples, off of Mockley. Oh, really? That's I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I am. And you didn't yeah. like it? No, well, she didn't like. There's more, you know. I mean, come on, move on. What are you I, kidding me? What the hell? What, what, you know, ten years ago, I knew to move out of Chicago. Yeah. So, I, I, if you can just clear my mind, I, I don't know if you can help me or not. <laughs> How am I going to help you? I've been on the phone with you for a little while. I'm starting to side with your wife. But I will tell you this: <laughs> always move forward. Don't move back to Democrat mafia states. That's just me. Um. But I want to tell you another thing. While I, while I was down here in South Florida, I go to another cigar store that's owned by Rocky Patel. It's called Burn, and I go there a lot, and I like it at, at night. And I met a couple of congressmen there. I met my congressman in South Florida, Naples, Florida. And I met a congressman who's in a wheelchair. He's a young kid, handsome kid, young kid. And he's in the wheelchair, and he's the congressman that stood up at the Trump speech. 
and his name is Madison Cawthorn. We've been saying something that I thought for sure would change everyone's opinion, even those people who vote Democrat. I thought when they found out that Dr. Fauci and that the American government, for that matter, was experimenting with viruses that were funding the very virus that took away our freedom and forever changed the course of America. I thought at that moment, I said, well, if there's any hope for these morons, these butter handed morons, if there's any hope for them, this will be it. But instead, what they do is they ignore that information that they don't like and they make fun of uh, Congressman Cawthorn, Madison Cawthorn, because first of all, it's easy to make fun of somebody who is talking about principles of America because in their mind, in their twisted, twisted mind, they would rather have the government really set the tone and the rules for their life because they can't. Most of them are stuck in dead-end jobs they hate, and they can't, they don't have the courage to go on to something else. So they hate other people. So they make fun of Madison Cawthorn, who is twice the man they'll ever be. And um, when he found out about what's happening with Fauci, he went to the Senate floor, and they, they make fun of him and he, as he asks for time to lay out a case of why, in fact, we should start maybe an investigation. And maybe somebody should look into the fact, what the hell was Fauci, what the hell was the NIH thinking of as they funded the very virus that crippled this nation. This is the gentleman from North Carolina. Seek recognition. Madam Speaker, I request unanimous consent to address the House for one minute. Without objection, the gentleman is recognized for one minute. Madam Speaker, Dr. Fauci has forsaken his Hippocratic oath and exchanged it for the mantle of unchecked power. His policy shuttered the U.S. economy, drove our country into financial upheaval, and violated the rights of millions of Americans. In July, he willfully lied to the U.S. Senate about his role in funding gain-of-function research in Wuhan, China. This week, the world was shocked to discover that through an experiment under his watch, sweet beagle puppies had their heads stuffed into crates so that sand flies could slowly strip away the skin from their bones. These defenseless animals were damned to agonize in silence because their vocal cords had been surgically ripped from their throats so that their tormentors could discharge their evil actions without having to hear incessant yapping. Madam Speaker, today I am calling for the creation of a formal commission to investigate the true origin of COVID-19, the role Fauci played in its creation, the false statements he made to members of Congress under oath, and why the hell Americans are funding the torture of puppies in Africa. Americans deserve the truth, and this demon doctor must never be allowed to escape justice. With that, that I yield back. That should be the head of every news show. Right there. That right there. Because in this bill, this social engineering bill, these bureaucracies, this Fourth Reich fascistic bureaucracy scattered throughout the government will have the kind of money to do these kind of sick things. Sick things. Eat the face of puppies. What the, I, mean, I mean, that's Mangala stuff. Not to mention, is anybody going to pay? Is anybody going to go to prison for a paid-for virus that took away America and broke its back? Is anybody going to even look into it? Or are these just going to be talking points? Is this just going to be something that excellent talk shows bring up? Is this just going to be something that only the people that care about right and wrong talk about? Because that's what, what's been happening with all of these issues. In fact, if any of their schemes were audited or looked into, they would all be in handcuffs. Handcuffs. That's what this government should be in. And you've got a group of people that want to give these idiots 
these corrupt bastards more money and more power? It's outrageous. Outrageous. What happened to PETA? I don't understand. Where's PETA? Or are they, are they, they want to send their kids to college for free. They want to drop their little Sally off when she's two. Pick her up when she's 24. And a full-fledged Marxist in their indoctrination camps. You see, they don't really stand for anything. Except for the fact they want these corrupt scum called politicians and bureaucracies to destroy your freedom, your liberty, and your right to your own life. 312-642-5600. What is it about the Democrats? They hate babies and puppies. There's something inherently evil with that. You know, I'm being made fun of for my relationship advice. I think I could start a whole segment. Relationship advice by me. I think it would be fantastic. After all, I hope my wife isn't listening. I've had a successful marriage for 22 years. <laughs> Poor thing. She's lucky. I'm lucky. I'm lucky she uh, is too lazy to get back out on the circuit. Otherwise, I'd be broke. Rob, Ukrainian Village. Hey, amazing, amazing show as always. Uh, oh, not to discount uh, Ben Shapiro, but I would suggest that you might have the fastest growing radio show in the country. Uh, and uh, maybe using those newfound powers, could you get an interview with Michael Vick and get his opinion on Dr. Fauci's dog transmission? Michael Vick, remember when he, remember when Michael Vick did that? You know, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a, I don't, I don't watch grown men in costumes chasing balls. I don't do it. But I, I remember when Michael Vick came out, it was such a success story. This kid had nothing. He, you know, went into this thing. I thought for sure he was going to be a standout guy. And then he liked to kill the dogs too. He voted though. He, he was eligible to vote in 2020. I'll tell you what, I got a double saw buck says he's a Democrat. Matt, Southside. Hey, Sean? Yes, Matt. Hey, first time calling here. I, I never listened to you before today, so I got to tell you, you inspired that. me to call in. Yeah. That means, that means a lot to me. To the other station, that joker turned into, a, he just said anti-Trump guy, um, 890. He's uh, on since 4 o'clock. He's on after Shapiro. Oh, oh he used to be, but, he used to be, you know, I, heard, I don't know him. I don't. I don't know. I never met him. Yeah. I heard. I heard he was a he, nice guy. He really pissed me off after the whole January sixth thing. He's been bashing Trump ever since. He's like Kinzinger. Come on, he's got a cut. short game, babe. He's got you a know? short game. You got to have a deep game in this really, business. He's really. got a short. But you got a long game. Hey, yeah. you, what you said about the Marxism and communism taking over our government, and we need to separate from them. That's the only way to do this. Matt, think think about the view. Have, yeah, think about, it would be beautiful. Now, when you now push comes to you shove, know, you get, you get to vote for your own taxes. Let them. You right. believe in socialism. You want to give health care to crackheads and scumbags and pedophiles and carjackers right. and wife beaters. Go ahead. Yeah, take care of yourself. We'll take care of ourselves. Human trafficking. They, you know, they're bringing all these people across the border to to vote. And that believe in freedom and liberty. Right. They're going to pack them into Chicago and sanctuary shitholes. Oh, Chicago, you can't, say, you can't swear, Matt. First time caller. I love you, brother, but you can't swear. We got to see the producer cut you off. Sorry, babe. No swearing. But I don't disagree with him. From now on, say Durban. Whenever you want to say that word, you say Durban. Everybody knows what it means. It's got even a little more oomph to it. Tom in Cherville. Yeah, Sean. You know, the, the, the Fauci and the other sick leftists, uh, they, what they do to uh, babies and what they do to puppies it's not a far stretch what they would do to an average human being. I mean, picture yourself in a cage running on a, like, a, like a wheel, like a hamster or a lab rat. Well, I think they are doing it. To, I mean, I think a baby's a human being. That, to me, is the greatest evil in mankind. 
it is absolutely to mankind and you've got men and women only democrats and i guess some republicans but the same kind who support mitt Mitt romney and old lady face mitch mcconnell that don't want to recognize it or call it what it is it's why they hide behind the word they must have that word so it takes away from the fact you evil bastards are killing the most helpless form of humanity in existence a baby who can't defend himself it's truly an evil so the dogs to me i'm not shocked you know i'm not shocked i'm not surprised at anything they're willing to do which is why you never believe them because anybody who's willing to kill their own kid you think they're going to worry about telling a lie to a stranger think jen pisaki gives you think jen pisaki believes a word she says she's willing to kill her own kid please there's not a better definition of evil robert bloomingdale I'm very, very upset with Dr. Fauci. I mean, how, as an owner and pet parent here, well, we got a puppy we love very much. How dare this guy do something like this? And that guy out there in Winfield, Illinois, who's hiding out behind the wall with Wig, he shoots a dog because he doesn't like him. These people, in my opinion, should be locked up and have the key thrown away. And then, um, that's how I feel. And you notice they can God only, they can only hurt things. Gonna stop them. They can only hurt things they can't defend themselves. That angers me very much, and I'm very upset with this because yeah. I love animals and stuff like that. Robert, you know, do you know how I get myself calm? I know. Yeah. I'm I know sorry. I don't mean to. No, no, it's all right, Robert. I appreciate it. You can always vent on this show. That's what it's for. And I always reflect back to the Norsemen and what they believed Odin's rules were. They let the just fight against the unjust. We get even in the end. And then we party with the Shield Maidens. I like it. Those Norsemen were on to something. I'll be back in 21 hours. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.